0: welcome back to the don't mom alone podcast i'm your host heather McFadden, and this is the place where i get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone and in this episode number 412 i am welcoming to the show diane pattison
1: you know i just think we have to remember that we are so fortunate we have such a loving god he has compassion for us No matter what craziness is going on at work or what craziness is going on at home, he's compassionate about what we're dealing with.
0: Diane is the founder and president of a ministry called Forward, which helps mentor Christian women in the workplace. She's also the author of the book Work, Pray, Love, and a devotional for women in the workplace called Be Refreshed. She understands the challenge of working a full-time corporate job while raising her four kids who are now adults. She has been a former global executive of two Fortune 500 companies and one Fortune 1000 company. She's an independent director for a corporate and four different non-for-profit boards. And today she's answering your questions. I asked y'all to send in what's hard when you are balancing or quote unquote balancing all of the things and the relationships and the needs of your kids and your spouse and your friends and your workplace. And so Diane understands and she's here to help. So let's get right to it. Here we go. Diane, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast.
1: It is so fun to be able to do this with you, Heather. Thank you so much. Well, and based on the questions, the number of challenges
0: and questions I receive from moms who are in the workplace, whether it's remote work, whether it's working from home, whether it's working in an office outside the home, we are pulled by so many demands on our time and attention in our hearts, really. And we're carrying an extra burden of guilt and feeling not enough and like we're missing out. And so to have you come on here, share your story, share your wisdom, and to connect moms with your ministry forward is so great. I think moms really need to know that you're out there and that you have help for them. But before we get into all that, let's have a moment and just have you introduce yourself. Your journey in your career and your family.
1: Sounds great. Well, Heather, I was really blessed to have a chance to grow up in Oregon on a farm, which um my parents are just my first mentors in my life. My dad taught me a lot about hard work and my mom gave me confidence every day. She told me I could be President of the United States every day um, if I wanted to be. So I always start out by talking about my upbringing because I think that has a lot to do with who we are as we go through life. And fortunately, one of the key things was they introduced me to Christ through our little community of the Harrisburg Christian Church. And You know, I still go back to that church about once a year because old friends are still there. So that was my upbringing. I was blessed to have a a couple of my mentors in college who are young men say to me when I said, I don't think I really want to do what I thought I wanted to do, which was fashion merchandising. They said, well, just apply to Harvard Business School. Well, I applied naively and got in. And that was kind of when my world really opened up, you know, and I'll just talk professionally real quickly. Um, I had the chance to uh, move into the commercial real estate business Uh, with Trammell Crow Company, I became their COO of their services business, which is a Fortune 1000 company. And then CBRE, I was on their global executive team. And then Prologis, I was their global COO. So I had a chance to be with those three companies. And you'll probably hear later, as we talk about why forward, I was the only woman every time on the global executive team. So I knew I wanted to be a part of making a change and helping companies think differently. And then, you know, the real blessing of my life is, and this is probably where I can hopefully tie into all of you that are listening is, you know, I, I grew up and got married, had two children. Then I became a single mom. I went through one of the hardest times in my life when I found out my husband was living two lives at the same time. And so went through a divorce, was a single mom, and then was very blessed to meet my husband, Chris. He had two children. I had two children. So I actually was on the airplane with the mom of the Brady Bunch one day flying to LA. Oh, really? I said, I'm going to be a Mitty Brady Bunch, just like you were on TV. And she she smiled and said, oh, good luck with that. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, they did kind of glamorize the concept of a
0: a family that is joined together. I'm sure there was a lot more challenges than they even I mean, I know they did had comedy in there and some conflict. But yeah, the Brady Bunch has this like warm, fuzzy. And you're like, I'm sure that was harder than it looked. Yeah, I,
1: it definitely was. Yeah. Were the kids similar ages or was it? No, we were very fortunate, you know, today. So I'm old. They're <laughs> <You're> 34, not- <laughs> 34, 31, 30 and 29. And we really did raise them all together because unfortunately their mom passed away and mm. and my ex-husband wasn't that involved. So you know, I'll just share this one sentence to end my introduction. I was just giving a keynote at the Dallas prayer breakfast. And I shared that it is tough to do blended families, but on our 22nd wedding anniversary, and I may get a little choked up on this Mm -hmm. one.
0: It's my favorite.
1: My daughter, Annie wrote a text to me that said, mom, 22 years ago, i wasn't very excited about this arrangement but i can tell you today that i'm so grateful that this is my family
0: mm-hmm. so
1: ooh, i i thought i'd get choked up that's <laughs> so, amazing that's you know, amazing god, god can really bless you know all families
0: yeah there's hope there's restoration for hard things and there's a mom right now who's finding out something hard about her husband today and she just need to be reminded that it's not the end of the story that we don't live in the future but there's grace for each moment and I'm sure as you were how long were you single parenting for
1: uh, for 6 years wow yeah so I can really but I have to tell you rather than being in a marriage that wasn't a marriage being a single mom was actually much freer for me
0: interesting
1: but Then I'll go forward to, say, being married to Chris and having our four children together that we have today. Now, that's the best.
0: Mm. But you're in these COO positions and these global executive positions, and you have all these children. I mean, you can relate a lot of these moms' questions. It's like, how do you balance it all when you have, I don't I feel the tension and I don't have a full-time outside the home job mine is very flexible and that's just where God has me right now. But I, I feel that tension. Every person, it just feels desperate. Like you're with your kids and you can't be all there and you're with your work. You can't be all there. And so how did you deal with balancing? Is that a thing? I mean, we say it's not, but (laughs) how did you grapple with all of
1: those tensions? Right. So the first thing I would say is just everybody, let's just all agree, it's hard. And and we need to really, really help each other through it. You know, the second thing I would say, and it's probably the only regret I have in my life. Hmm. And I always say you shouldn't have regrets, but I waited till I was 50 to really have a Bible study every morning. And I do the version Bible study and I've done it for like 13 years now. But if you can carve out just a little bit of time every day, just to ground yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, even for me today, it's just like, wow, starting out in God's word is just such a good way to remind us what is really important. And, you know, it's so funny how God will just speak to you in ways you're like, how did you know I needed that today? Yeah. So that happens to me all the time. You know, the second is, I hope all of you have found a A spouse, if you're married, that shares in the responsibilities of raising children and taking care of the house. And I would tell you, Chris and I were both runners, and we ran every morning together. And on our 30 minute run. It was sort of our time. And then we we, we called it the moment of truth between 7.15 and eight o'clock that we would get all the kids ready and we'd all get in the car and get off to either dropping them off at school or at work or whatever. But, you know, he he's always been a partner. Not that we do everything the same. There's mm-hmm. lots of things he does that I don't do. And there's lots of things I do that he doesn't do, but he's totally a partner in our relationship and I think you've you've got to focus on that and really push for that and then I would just say you know having a community around you mm-hmm. where other people can sort of help you out because you asked about the word balance. And, you know, I used to think balance was possible. I totally don't think it is anymore. (laughs) And I'll tell you, one of the people that I just admire so much is Carla Harris, who is the highest ranking woman on Wall Street. And she was actually a part of helping me with the strategy of forward. But in an interview she did with another friend of mine, Molly Fletcher, they were talking about balance. And Carla said, there's no such thing as balance. But there is joy Mm -hmm. and you have to figure out what gives you joy every day and make sure each day has some of that in it so that you have a balance between the things you just have to get done, but then the things that really give you joy. And I really have, I've really adopted Carla's definition of balance. It's, it's all about making sure you have things that give you joy. And for me today, you know, my joy comes from when my little four-year-old granddaughter FaceTimed me, Uh, you know, I just can't wait to hear from her and I know she's going to do it. So, you know, just figuring out what gives you just a lot of joy in your life and making sure you include that. And that will make the other things not seem so heavy.
0: Yeah, I love the connecting with God so that he brings to mind what's important for that day. Because overall, it's like you may not have balance in a given day, but you're looking over a span of a season and where you're showing up. But I also think that in that season, there might be areas that need tending and other areas that don't. But then I also love how you were saying this joy concept is really interesting because it answers a question people had about, feeling like they're always on. So if you're getting up, getting kids ready, and that's your interaction with your kids, and then you're heading into work and you're dealing with meetings and things all day, whether it's at home or outside the home, and then you're doing homework and dinner time and bedtime, it's like task, 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 and that is exhausting. So to put in something that brings you joy, then you are, through connecting with God and through remembering, (laughs) there's a reason to live besides doing for everyone, I would right. think that in the doing, you're a more enjoyable person to be around. Like I've been doing a lot lately and I've been told I'm kind of in a negative place. So that's not so good. That's not the way to do it. People don't follow Heather's example. I am definitely looking forward to a summer of finding joy and remembering what I love doing. And uh, I think that's a really wise idea.
1: Yeah. Well, I thank Carla for that because she's really helped me with thinking about balance in a different way.
0: As moms who are managing so many different things, one aspect that has made my grocery shopping and household essential shopping easier and it is so quickly delivered to my doorstep with saving me time Is Thrive Market. And I've shared them with you before, but in case you haven't heard, so with Thrive Market as a member, I save money on every single order. So this last order, first of all, it helps me find some things that when I go to my local grocery store, I just don't want to search for or I've tried searching for and they stay on our little Alexa grocery shopping list. I'm saying it quietly because she's going to hear me. But (laughs) <laughs> she did. She heard me. My kids or my husband will put things on that grocery list, and then I'm looking at it on my phone when I'm shopping. and I can't find it. Well, all I do is sit down, pull up Thrive Market, type in what I'm looking for, and boom, there it is. Things like hand sanitizer. That was something that I've had a really hard time finding, believe it or not, and it was 9% off on Thrive Market. And then my laundry detergent that I like for my clothes, uh, this brand called Rosie that I'm trying out it was 43% off. I'm also getting carpet cleaner and (laughs) some other cleaners. Can you notice a theme? Uh, We have a lot of boys home for the summer and things get kind of messy. On top of all the savings, Thrive Market has deals on the page that change every day. They give you cash back. They have price match guarantee. So if you find something cheaper somewhere else, they will match that price. And not only, like I said, they've saved me money, But they do save time because of the filters on their website. You could search for a keto snack or a gluten-free item, non-toxic cleaning essentials. I was even looking up beauty products and trying to find an exfoliant that didn't have the little balls in it that was like a chemical peel type exfoliant. Anyway, you just can curate. They even save things I've bought before that I've loved so I don't have to go searching for them. They're right there asking me if I want to buy it again and often showing me the deal that I can get on it. And when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping another family in need because they have a one-for-one membership matching program. When you join, they give. So you can join Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. So go to thrivemarket.com DMA for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T H R. I-V-E market.com slash D-M-A, thrivemarket.com slash D-M-A. So let's talk too about the guilt aspect because that's what I really heard in someone saying, how do you balance is wanting to be all the things to all the people because if they're not, they feel guilty. And to me, guilt is I'm doing something wrong. And I think sometimes we're making like setting a bar that is not actually there of what is good and right what are your thoughts on mom guilt when it comes to working in the workplace
1: yeah well i think it comes with all moms not just moms who are working in the workplace full times or part time and you know i thought let's step back and just think about what does god's word say mm-hmm. and i love psalms 103 13 to 14, when it says, as a father has compassion on his children, and you can say mother too, mother or father, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. So, you know, I just think we have to remember that we are so fortunate. We have such a loving God that mm-hmm. He's He's has compassion for us, no matter what craziness is going on at work or what craziness is going on at home. You know, he's compassionate about what we're dealing with. And I'll, I'll just share this little story as it ties to Forward Women that it's the ministry I founded, that I had a devotional writer come to me and ask me to do a devotional for Women in the Workplace. And of course, I was honored. And I said, you know, Carlton, please send me a few of your devotionals so I can see what you know, if we could meet your expectations and we set up a follow-up call two weeks later. And when we got on the phone, we talked and I said, Carlton, I just don't think you're going to want to work with us. And he said, why not? And I said, well, two reasons. I said, number one, your devotionals took me 40 minutes to do. And our women have five minutes, you know, to just be in the word, get grounded for the day, get out the door, whether they're single, whether they're married, married with children, they're off to, to work. And I said, the second thing is we can't have any dates. And Mm. that one, he was sort of shocked. And he said, I've never, in all of our years in business, I've never done a devotional without dates. And I told them, you know, amongst our forward women, and today we've served a million Amongst our forward women, they feel guilty, they're not given enough time to their family or relationships, and they feel guilty, they're not given enough time to their work. So the last thing I want to have them happen is feel guilty that they are not doing a devotional every day consecutively. And so he did it. And in two days, the devotional sold out of Amazon, and he said, well, I think you understand your audience. And I say, well, I was one of those people. So
0: yeah, yeah. We don't need pressure. We don't need more pressure. And if you put a date on and it's like, oh, it's May 25th. And I didn't read my May 25th one already failing.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want that. Yeah. Yeah. So why do we create these bars? You know, I think a lot of it is living up to trying to live up to other people's expectations. And I think that we really need to step back and set priorities. What's important to me. And I love the word no. (laughs) And I actually even said it to a, a gentleman yesterday, we were having coffee. He's getting ready to retire. And he's one of those people that everybody's going to want him on his board. I'm not for profit. (laughs) And I said, John, you know what your favorite word's going to be? No, because you're going to be able to say no, not at this time, which doesn't mean no forever. But you just told me you want to sit back. You want to get refreshed You want to really think about what's important to you and you need to do all that before you start saying yes. And what you say no to actually allows you to say yes to what's important to you. So I think it's really important to figure out what's important to us.
0: And I think it is this pressure of, I mean, today I was up at the school helping take down artwork. Well, there were three or four moms who volunteered for that. I signed up for it today because I knew I had a book launch the last six weeks and every other sign up was a no for me during that season. (laughs) Today could be a yes, but I am sure there are moms who are feeling guilt or shame about the fact that they're not up at the school as much as they think they quote unquote should be, or that a good mom is more active in the classroom or does butterfly shaped sandwiches or, you know, this whole list of things. And the more confident as you get older kids and what is for you and what's not for you. I think it does. It solidifies. Like, that's just not my brand of mothering. That's not where I want to spend my time and energy. And it's clarifying yeah. so that you don't carry guilt that you're not supposed to carry.
1: Right. I always told my kids and, you know, I think at the time, some of them were like wow you're not a you're not a very good mom as it stacks <laughs> up to these other moms but you know now that they're at the age they are so i always say you know in time they will understand it i always said to them hey guys you know because i was the primary breadwinner and then i was the single mom and then chris and i were really partners in everything about our family you know, I said to him, you know, my thing is not making beautiful homemade cookies for your staff at school. So just know that I'm going to bring store-bought cupcakes and, you know, I think it's okay. And at the time, I think they thought maybe it wasn't so okay, especially my daughters. But I think now they're like, that was really smart.
0: (laughs) There are other aspects that you were giving them that they couldn't recognize at the time. And it and it's also it bothers me the ranking of mom. Like the mom who is working outside the home is, you know, whatever ranking we have in our brain of success. Um, I've had moms say, oh, I'm just a mom who aren't working outside the home. And I'm like, don't really love that for yeah. you because I know you have held those corporate positions before and you are a very capable female and you felt God's direction and leading to step back from that. And so leaning into who did God make me to be is part of this journey. Um, But for the mom who is feeling all that stretching, one thing I wanted to lean into a little bit too was a question I got about how do you manage connecting to community? You mentioned how important community is, but a couple people pointed out, one said tips on finding church community when everything's kind of scheduled for the stay-at-home mom, which Mm -hmm. that is tricky logistically. And then other... Uh, like another mom asked when those activities are during work hours or just maintaining relationships when you have only little slots of time. Like yeah. it's really hard when you're doing all the kids thing and the work thing, and then you you have minutes.
1: <laughs> right.
0: For other things.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll just share three little stories or, you know, things that I learned through the sort of the school of hard knocks when I was in my forties, you know, married, the job four kids, I really thought, man, I need a group of friends who are in the similar stage of life. You know, they're doing the exact same things and I have the foundation of the Christian faith. And so I gathered four of them and myself, and we met every third Wednesday for lunch. And it was really the group that I... I mean, I told them the good, bad, and the ugly, and I knew I could trust them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even told them when um, Trammell Crow was going to be purchased by CBRE, and I couldn't tell even my kids because I could go to jail. If, <laughs> uh, can you go if, to jail now? They just admitted that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> These are your people, and you yeah. gathered them. That's what yes. I heard. Yeah. It, in a time that worked for all of us. Mm-hmm. It, lunchtime worked. And that was really one of the reasons I started Forward, because I knew they were my lifeline in my 40s, and some of them are still my closest friends. So that would be the first thing I would say. The second, and you're probably aware of this, but through your church community, there's an opportunity with Forward to use the studies and not add another thing to your day, But I know, for example, Northwest Bible Church has now got a session that is exactly when classes happen, that is a forward study for women in the workplace. Like on a Sunday morning? On a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't require you to have a different thing on your calendar, and, you know, the, what I'm hearing out of that is they're just loving having this community within their church with no added yeah. calendar item. Well,
0: and there's child care built in. I mean, you're not, yeah, you're not missing anything necessarily. That's great. Yeah. To have that right. community and support and mentorship in a biblical way. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then I think the third, and this is one, even the CEO of my company, I talked about at CBRE, I really got comfortable with, I'm in a season where it's all about me just making sure I'm focused on my work, my family, and being a part of a church community on Sunday. I didn't try to do a lot more than that because I knew at this stage of my life, I do have the time to do other things that I couldn't have done at that stage of my life. So I yeah. think, you know, we're very fortunate that, you know, just think of, we're probably going to live till we're 80, right, Heather? I mean, that's sort of that's, statistics for women yeah, today. yeah. Yeah. And you just think 20 years, you may be in the workforce and raising kids. But man, there's another 40 years left that you can do a lot of these other things. So mm-hmm. I do say the young moms who are a part of Forward or a mentee of mine I always say, you know, it don't feel like you have to be a part of your industry, you know, networking group and you have to do these things with your kid's school. I mean, just figure out what worked for you. What is your priority? Because you're going to have another season where you can have other things that work in that next season. And I think sometimes we do think we have to do it all, all at once.
0: I know some people talk about spring cleaning. For me, it's gonna have to be summer cleaning because I just did not have time this spring with all of the book launch business and end of school year things. So I am going through my own closet, my boys' closets, and we are getting a little refresh. And one other great option that helps save me time again is Stitch Fix. What I love about Stitch Fix is you go in and you take a quiz, whether it's for you, whether it's for your kids, and they connect you with a style partner. Your stylist is gonna learn about your tastes, and collaborate with you on things you will love. All you have to do is answer a few questions, where you like to shop, what you like to wear, your price range, and they will give you, um, with all of those choices in mind, a huge selection of sizes from extra small to 3XL. They'll find the perfect fit, a thousand different brands and styles, and they send you pieces to try on at home before you buy. So then you just keep what you love and you send everything else back plus shipping is free, returns, exchanges, always free, no subscription required. So you just order a refresh as needed. So for my boys, if I'm like, oh my goodness, all of the elastic in their shorts are just totally spent, I will order some new shorts through Stitch Fix or a new swimsuit, and I don't have to take them to a store and try on all the things. I just show them the options, and I'm like, hey, which of these do you like? Or for myself, I'm like, okay, which of these things do I like? And then send back what we don't. And oftentimes it's a really good match because I have let them know what things work and don't work for me or for my boys. I also love their little store that they have curated for me so that I can just go in and be like, oh, I need this kind of shoe. And then they have the size right there or this kind of top or jacket. If you want to try Stitch Fix today, go to stitchfix.com DMA and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com forward slash DMA for 25% off today. stitchfix.com slash DMA. I remember first hearing about Thrive Cosmetics and I was so thrilled that when I tried their products, it was like the trifecta of a great product that worked really well, a clean product that I knew was good for the environment and for my body, and a product that gives back. So Well, and the one product I have absolutely loved that I've talked about all the time is their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. And it's not just me, it has over 25,000 five-star reviews for a reason, because it doesn't damage my eyelashes. The tubing formula, their proprietary tubing formula, the mascara wraps around each lash and so it lengthens and defines the lash without clumping or smudging or flaking and it comes off super easily. So I just use warm water and a washcloth, no soap, and it just slides right off. It is their best-selling product on Thrive Cosmetics and I've just loved it. I mean, my lashes are staying long and healthy. Um, And because they're 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. No parabens, sulfates, phthalates, all without compromising the performance. Like I said, it works great. And I told you the name in Thrive Cosmetics is cause for a reason. Part of their mission is every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive, like those who are battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and so much more. So you have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash D-M-A. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Cosmetics, M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash D-M-A for 20% off your first order. You have this ministry to moms and women in the workplace now in this season, but that would have been really challenging to manage while you're impossible, right? Right. There are women trying to do it. There are women trying to do it and it's too much. It's too much. We have to, we have to, what did someone say? How do you lovingly encourage women that they don't need to do it all? And I think that's what you just did. There is time and space in your whole timeline. You do not have to do it all right now. You do not have to do What Susie's doing with her kids, what Sally's doing with her kids, what Thelma's doing with her kids, like be your brand with your kids. How did you deal with if you had to miss a kid's function, a school function? Someone asked about that.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I did. And Chris did but you know what we tried to do? And we were very fortunate because we had a nanny helping us and her name was Janie. We always tried to make sure that one of the three of us were going to be there. Hmm. You know, so I would just say, try to build that community, whether, you know, it's somebody that helps you maybe babysit or a member of the family that lives close by. I mean, I'm fortunate. I have a brother and sister who never felt called to have children. So they were the greatest aunt and uncles for my children. Yeah. So I think just for them to see that, well, if I'm not there, Janie's going to be there or my sister yeah. Becky is going to be there. I think for them to know that you're just always trying to make sure someone's rooting them on is, is the key and just letting them know, because the worst thing you can do, and I'm going to just point my finger at myself because my daughter, oh man, she called me on it all the time is be there, but not really be there. Mm. She would say, mom, if you're going to come put down your phone. And I'm like, you're right, Annie. (laughs) Wow. That
0: is that's true for all of us, whether we're stay at home, part-time work outside the home, we're all guilty of not being at the dinner table at the, in the car. I think that that's a word in our kids notice, right?
1: Right. Right. They want us when we're there to really be there.
0: That's yeah, man. And I think with our phones, we can be still working other places and we think that's a win, right? Like, I have to answer these emails, but I can do it from the sidelines of the soccer game. Right. But maybe setting a boundary for ourselves that the email could possibly wait. I don't know. I've never been a COO. I've never managed a global company. But you felt that pressure, right? You had to. And also, I'd love for you to touch on being the
1: only woman. Yeah, you know, that, that was really interesting. You know, I think the one thing that prepared me for that was that my dad treated me like a man on the farm. (laughs) You know, he had me lead crews of picking our fruit and vegetable crops. And then I went to this little country grade school. Um, My class was 13 from the eighth grade. And, you know, I like to play baseball and football more than I did some other things. So I hung out with boys a lot during grade school. So I never really felt uncomfortable But what I really felt was, boy, there are some really amazing women that should be in this room that aren't. Mm. And so that's what I wanted to change was I wanted to change the environment so that the environment welcomed women into Mm. the room instead of it being a place where they might feel different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's really... It's really powerful. And even just as you're taking jobs, so someone who's listening and they're interviewing for a job right now, how did you manage? I know that we as a culture need to maybe change our expectations for moms in the workplace or women in the workplace. Did you communicate upfront about your family boundaries? And like, because if it is a male dominated field or industry, they're not going to consider you have a sick kid and you need to take pay time off or whatever you know, travel schedule that you don't necessarily want to be gone all the time traveling. So how did you handle that?
1: Right. Well, as you know, Heather, I wrote a chapter about this in my book, Work, Oh, love, no, pray. it's blurred out. Work, Love, Pray. <laughs> there it is.
0: <laughs> I did. I did read that. I did read that. So I'm prompting you. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was very clear about my boundaries and I want to say this first sometimes you're in a stage of life where maybe you don't have a choice and you're maybe you're a single mom, you just got to have enough to put the food on the table and shelter over someone's head. So, you know, don't think that I don't think there's some situations where you really have to just take whatever it is to be able to do those things for your family. But if you have the opportunity, and I would just say today, it's better than it used to be. I mean, I think today, younger men and women care a lot more about making sure both have the opportunity to have time with their families, and the people important in their life. So I'm definitely hearing that a lot more. So I think the workplace is changing some. I think that when I was going through my career, because I was an anomaly, you know, a mom in the workplace, executive team, I was so clear about my boundaries. My boss and I wrote into my performance plan that I said, Mike, I don't want to travel more than one night a week. And he held me to it. We had it in my calendar and it when I got you know when it was bonus time we checked to see did I travel 52 nights or less a year. So I think you need to make it so important that your boss understands how important it is to you so that you're actually measured on it and it impacts you if you don't make sure that happens. Now, I would tell you one thing, Heather, I missed a big job opportunity because I knew if mm. I took that job, there's no way I could keep it to one night a week average. Yeah, And people thought I was crazy. And, you know, I love Jeremiah 29, 11, that, you know, it talks about, you know, God has plans for us. And he wants us to be able to be successful and have a good life. And, you know, you just have to rest on knowing that it's okay to pass up this big job opportunity. Yeah. Because later on, I look back and I said, you know, I really wouldn't have enjoyed that that much. But, you know, because I passed up, that opportunity i really was able to accept the opportunity to be the chief operating officer which is much more in my strengths mm. than the job i passed up so i think you you do have to have your confidence in your faith and what god says to us in his word And that has to trump everything, plus your priorities and your strengths have to be a part of that too, is you just need to be really upfront about your boundaries as you're talking with new opportunities, because they're not going to expect you to have them unless you ask for them.
0: When I see that you're kind of paving the road for it to be a safe place for women to work, if you're setting those boundaries and you're saying, this is where I'm not willing to bend And the women behind me shouldn't bend on it either. If we could kind of link arms together as women, women are some majority of, it's a lot of the workforce. I don't know about majority. I might've just made up a statistic, but I, more than before, more than our mom's generation and we're needed. And they're showing that moms make great executives because they can multitask and then they offer a unique perspective. And I mean, it makes sense. The world is half female. So why would we not want companies to, be half represented by females or church leadership. Don't get me started. So I just think it's a great way to foster what you said before. You want it to be a great place for women. I would love like a final word of encouragement to women who are in the workplace on how they build each other up with other women that they're working with.
1: Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, I think of all these women that have been a part of my life that have built me up. I just read one this morning from a woman that's an executive with Amazon. You know, she just wrote me a note, a text, and just said, I just want you to tell you about my week. You know, I got to meet with Pat and and Liz and you connected me with this new job opportunity. And I just can't thank you enough. I mean, for Melissa to take that time Mm -hmm. to send me that note, you know, here I am, it's Thursday. And that was sent to me last week. I still have that note in my mind and in my heart saying, God's got you where he wants you. So just go to those that are going to encourage you. Mm -hmm. Because there's, there's always going to be those that don't, think you're doing exactly what you should or how you should or whatever, but just find those that you can encourage and that they can encourage you. And it is just so beautiful to have that community of women who are just supporting other women. It's really important.
0: And I love, I'll reinforce what you said earlier about the four that you have lunch with y'all think through. Who are the ones who build you up? Who are the ones who have your back? Whether they, you know, work outside the home or not, like who could you invite into that inner circle and meet with you and you be the one who creates it. Don't wait for someone else to see you have that need. Encourage you in that. Can you tell us um, before you have to go about forward, how someone would get connected and we will put the links in the show
1: notes. Sure. So you just go to www. and then it's the number four wordwomen.org and you have the opportunity to either be inspired by our content with blogs every week and podcasts twice a month or be a part of a community group we have over 40 and you don't have to go anywhere we have a global virtual community group bible study the third friday of every month we have women from madagascar south africa south korea you know with with covid there are some blessings and people are very comfortable you know being in community over over Zoom. And then lastly, we have our one-on-one mentor program, which as you know, Heather, it's my passion. Um, And to hear how God uses these wise women in other women's lives to help them go through professional, relational, or spiritual Challenges or transitions or opportunities. It's just amazing to hear those life changing stories.
0: Awesome. Yeah. The one to one. How long are you in a one to one relationship?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. It's a 10 week program. We did it that length so we could have mentors that were really amazing women that were busy, but they could do, you know, eight hours over 10 weeks. But what has happened? we found that out of our 720 pairs who graduated, 80% of them are still in touch with their mentees in some way.
0: And it's transformational. You shared a testimony with me and it was a woman who was in an industry and her husband, you know, her career's taking off, her husband's career's taking off and the conflicts were increasing. And her mentor did beyond just business training, but just life training and helped her get counseling. And do some work she needed to do um, with her own life experience that then translated to improving her marriage and improving, you know, her direction and her career. And I think oftentimes it's like we will ask for advice on how do I parent my kids, but really it's us <laughs> who needed the hard work. I think it's sometimes we're like motivated to do better in our careers, and then it's like, oh wait, <laughs> this is actually the reason why I sought out this help was I needed more direction and counsel on what's going on in my heart. So I love that it's this multifaceted mentoring program. And that one-to-one mentoring, is that just a Dallas thing or that's also global?
1: Oh, it's global. I mean, we have our first international pair. I still remember them to this day. Uh, We had a woman from Australia being mentored by a woman in Dallas. And I figured out, you know, Friday night and the other one Saturday, they had an hour. They both could you know meet during that 10 weeks and they still keep in touch she's now in seattle from australia but we've had around 20 women in our mentor program as mentees that live outside the united states so cool
0: well diane i am just thrilled to get to chat with you and to share you with the do mom alone community and and for supporting all the women so thank you for going ahead of us and setting a good role model of how to be a godly woman in the workplace.
1: Well, Heather, thank you. I love your don't mom alone. I just think that's the best title because we don't need to go through life, including being moms or people in the workplace alone. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Of course, honored.
0: All right. Thanks, y'all. I hope you were encouraged by Diane and that you do connect with Forward. Go to their website. Check out what they have to offer, whether it's your one-on-one mentorship or you're using their program in your church for a Women in the Workplace community that you could start. I think what she's doing is fantastic. I think finding your group of people to support you is always a good thing. Don't mom alone. Don't work alone. Don't do anything alone. And I'm going to pray over us. I'm going to pray over... Just wisdom and discernment, and all of these things. Lord, I thank you that you assign us various places in different seasons, and that the person who's listening would be drawn to you to listen to your heartbeat for them, that they would uh, release any kind of expectations or pressures that they're putting on themselves that you are not putting on them, because there are enough already inherent in our lives just with the roles that we all play and the needs that are before us. And I I pray that we really don't take on more responsibilities than you have allotted to us. For those who are carrying a lot of burdens right now, I pray for them to hold hands with you, to walk with you, to feel your comfort and your presence right here in this moment. If they are that single mom like Diane was, that There would be people around them to help carry that overwhelming load um, emotionally, physically, that you would open her eyes to see who could be a part of her team. I pray, Lord, um, that we would have eyes to see those around us who are in need and that we could be the ones who support one another. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in each and every one of our lives. I pray for us as we hold fast to you, God, that we let the things of this world that can distract us and discourage us, we let them go, and that we hold fast to the truth of your love and care for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thanks, y'all, for listening. Uh, next week, I'm bringing my friend Carrie on the show. She is a mom to uh, some neurodivergent children, and she has started a great Community, here I am. I want to connect you with community, y'all. Am I trying? Yes, I am trying, and I hope it's successful. Uh, and then we start our summer of mentorship. So, if you don't know about summer of mentorship, it's something we do every summer. It used to be something where I would, we kind of take a break as a team, and we wouldn't do new episodes. We would uh, republish older episodes with mentors just to kind of bring them to the front of mind. Well, this year we're doing something even. Last year, I did new interviews. This year, I'm doing new interviews with the same person, my friend, Cynthia Yanoff, who you heard a little bit from in last week's episode. But she and I are back and we are answering your listener questions that you sent in through my little uh, phone number that I gave you. And it's really fun. Uh, We provide (laughs) just some humor, a little bit of mentoring, uh, just camaraderie and perspective on this parenting journey. And so if you want to Join us in that. You don't have to do anything extra special. But if you want to gather some friends and you want to listen to the episodes on your own and then gather and discuss them and you want to use this series, this six-week series, as an excuse to get together with friends, then by all means, do it. Let's do it. Uh, So that will start June 19th. If you want to get the discussion questions separate or we'll probably put them in the show notes, but if you want to sign up and get some support and a guide for hosting a podcast club, which is basically what this is. You listen to the podcast and discuss it like a book club. We do have a link. Uh, You go to heathermcfadyen.com forward slash join and you'll get emails and you can join our Facebook group where we have more resources. All right. I will meet you back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast.